This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The sacred things belong to God, to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the Lord, of this law. Everybody say, the sacred things. Now say, there are sacred things. Say it again. So the Bible says, the sacred things belong to God. So there are sacred things. And the Bible says, the things that are revealed belong to us. So there are revealed things. So some things are secret. They are kept secret. Or kept as a secret. Some things are revealed. And of course Moses wrote the portion of this Bible saying that certain things are, they belong to God. But at times... A part of those things are revealed, or a part is revealed to people. So, God is, um, I don't want to say God is very secretive, but it appears as if that's the key word to use. <laughs> God loves secrets, but then he has a way of revealing those secrets to some people. So, let's read something from Psalm 25, verse 14. Psalm 25, verse 14. We are going somewhere today. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember that I started saying last week that no matter how smart you are, except by revelation, God's plan for your life is always bigger than what you can imagine for yourself. Praise the Lord. Joseph, when he saw those brothers bowing to him, he just thought that it would be bigger than his brother in his father's house. But God wanted him to be a prime minister. He could not have figured that out. When Abraham was 19 and he had no son, he was desperate to have a son until he had to sleep with a guy. Abraham just wanted a child from God, but God's plan was to give nations to Abraham. Are you with me? Oh God, give me one son. But God was like, no, what I have for you is a nation. So today all of us have been called children of Abraham and then we have the physical Israel there and then all the biological Israel and then we have all of us here by faith that are called sons of Abraham. Beyond what a man could comprehend. Okay, so the Bible says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenants. The secret of the Lord is with them. So when we say the secret things belong to God, those secret things are understood by some people. Are you with me? Okay. Okay. Um, Let's go back to where we say First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, where we started from. We read the place last week. The Bible says that eyes have not seen. Still saying the same thing in different ways. But as it, as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor hear, nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Next verse. But God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. 
For the spirit searches all things, yet the deep things of God, the sacred things of God. The spirit searches the deep things of God. So we can also say there are shallow things of God or superficial things of God, and there are deep things of God. Hallelujah. So, but the Bible said that those who love him have access to a revelation of the things, of the secret things of God. Are you, are you following me? So, we read in Psalm says, 25, 14, where we read, the secret of God is with them that fear him. Now, the Bible said in the first Corinthians that what eyes have not seen, those deep things of God, they are revealed to a man who loves God. Amen. We are moving. Job chapter 30, uh, let's Job 29. Job 29. We don't need to go to other chapters uh, for the sake of time. But let's just read Job 29. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to start from verse 1. This is very powerful. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, next verse, Oh, that I were as in the months past, as in the days when God preserved me. Next verse. When his candle shine upon my head, when by his light I walk through darkness. Normally, the world is dark. The path to greatness is dark. That made the summit to say that do I walk through the valley of shadow of death? Except you are taken by the Spirit of God through life is boring. Life is full of pain and hates. But there are secrets and there are mysteries. When a person follows Satan wholeheartedly, it makes life okay for the person. But then the end is destruction. When a person tabernacles with God also, Job said that the light of God shining. Now, look at the effect of what he's saying. Hallelujah. You know, I was talking about people doing great things for God. And uh, God, it's, it's, it's God's plan. Although, what he calls greatness differs from one person to another. It's going to use us in different ways. But remember that the Bible said that thou, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Call forth to show, the, show forth the praises of him who has called you from darkness to light. When people look at your life as a Christian, your life should shout the praise of God. So the God that they cannot see, his effect can be perceived in the great things that they see in your life. Are you following me? That made the Bible to say in Ephesians 2, you are his workmanship. That's strong. Now, <laughs> the way some people have demonstrated their Christianity, and outside that we see God's workmanship as a poor workmanship. So you get a guy to come and fix your uh, refrigerator or something, and he says that gas, 5,000. Even though gas is never 5,000, you know. <laughs> but we see that here in Nigeria a lot. It will double the price. And then they will say that, I bought wire. 2,000. Transports. 1,000. Then they will say, workmanship. You understand? That means fixing all those things. So, the only thing you see at the end of the day, you can say, I didn't ask you to do this all. Excellent job. Now, what you are commending is not the wire. What you are commending is not the gas. What you are commending is, is workmanship. Is that right? Now, the Bible says you are... <laughs> Hallelujah. This is why 
Nobody can look down on a Christian because God can never do a bad job. Are you alive this morning? Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Everybody say, let's sit together. Say, we. we. Now, personality say, I, I. am his workmanship. So when you see me, you are seeing what God has done with his hand. And I tell you, God does no bad job. Hallelujah. Can you say to yourself, I'm a good product. You know, some said they are not sure. They want me to preach condemnation to you that you are a bad product. Fit for hell. <laughs> Amen. I'm a good. Praise the Lord. Can you say it affirmatively? I'm a good product. I'm a good product. Say one more time. All because, All because I am God's workmanship. And God is too big to do something poor. Shout amen. Now, is that understood? Is this the Bible? We are, Paul saw it. When you begin to see it, something will change about you. That we are his workmanship. Hallelujah. You can buy the best material and give a tailor to sew. If she sews nonsense, our workmanship is poor. So what, what did you sew for me? And then you get angry. Amen. Okay, so this is what we are saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are his workmanship. Now, let's go on. Let's go back to uh, uh, that, that job. When the sky will shine upon my head, and when by its light I walk through darkness. Verse 4 is where I'm going. As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Now, let's go on. Watch this. Verse 5. When the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me. Verse 6. When I washed my steps with butter, and the rope poured me out rivers of oil. When I went to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the streets, the young men saw me and hid themselves. The age arose and stood up. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hands on their mouths. The nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. This guy was a bishop. When the ear that heard me blessed me, when it, when it blessed me, when the eyes that saw me gave witness to me, because I delivered the poor when they cried and the fatherless and him that had none to help. Job was so big that he said that when I showed up, oh, princes would just keep quiet. Job is coming. And he said that every step I take, rivers and oil, rivers of oil were flowing. My life was such, I was just going, quantum leap, up, up and up, upward only. But he said that it is attributed to one thing. The secret of God was upon my tabernacle. I am seeing what others cannot see. I'm functioning by a higher light that others don't have access to. Praise the Lord. So, if you, Job was saying that, if you He's saying to people here now, if you leave me and you travel and you come back and you see me three months, I've gone next level. You come six months, another level. And he said that the rocks were pouring in butter. What people consider rock, when I got there, it was butter coming out. He said, because something happened to me, the secret. Now, he was regretting right now because this was his moment of persecution. Are you getting me? When he lost everything. So he said, he, he started wishing for how things were before. He said there was a time. Everything was fine. And everything was fine because I was operating under the secrets of heaven. He said the secrets of God was upon my tabernacle. 
Now, I read Job to show you the meaning of when the secret of God is with a man. Great things are coming from the life of that man and people cannot explain what is going on in your life. Only that they see that it's as if that's when they call you a lucky person because everything is working together for your good. Is that your life? Yes, sir. Shout a living yes. yes. The wrong place to keep quiet is church. And the wrong guest of all churches to keep quiet is HOD. Everyone is not quiet, mind you. John said that out of the thrones were coming forth voices. Everyone is not quiet. If you are too quiet, you are not going there. <laughs> Amen. Because they will bounce you. You don't fit. So when do people come to church? They just come to church and they start. And then they keep quiet. And then they are looking. You see, angels don't walk as if they are walking on the air. Those guys are big. If you see one, it will shake. Alright? They are not those tiny creatures drawn by people having wings and those little babies, fat babies are uh, cannibal. Those are not angels. <laughs> the Bible said they excel in strengths. Angels are strong and they are mighty. I told you many times, fear not is not a greeting. But the first thing they've always said, every, everybody appeared to the Bible, they first say fear not. They will first say fear not. They said it for a reason. Because the people were about to run away. So you don't grieve by saying fear not. But that was their first salutation to everybody they appeared to. They would say fear not. Because the people were about to... Because if you see one, only one angel killed 189,000 people under Senakerub. And he did the job in one night. The king just woke up and saw dead bodies all The Bible said there came an angel of death, just one angel. And he slew all of them. Completely. He killed 189,000 soldiers. That is the strength of an angel. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And there are angels watching over you. Amen. Only that they obey the word. And if you put the word in your mouth, they start working for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You cannot say, yeah, my angel, but me finish, finish those guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but as you pray by the word of God, because they hear the voice of the word. Oh, here is the funny thing. Okay, don't let me go into it, see. The word of God, when you start speaking the word, sometimes angels don't act necessarily as if you are the one speaking, not God. The word of God is the word of God. And when they hear it from any source, they follow it. It is the code that they follow. Hallelujah. So anytime a Christian stands in his room and he begins, if you want to stir up angels, it's not, so yeah, angel Gabriel, yeah, go and walk. If you want to steer them up, steer up the word of God inside your heart and in your mouth. Angels are steered. They respond. They hearken to the voice of his word. And something that moves them again is worship. Because that's what they do with the king over there. When you begin to worship, something comes down. Now, because many of us are too conscious of the physical. Now, this is what happens. When you begin to worship or when you begin to speak the word, your spirit becomes active immediately. Depending on how train you are on spiritual things. Your body is left behind. Your body can feel weak. can still be feeling the light. There's no light. It's hot air and everything. So the flesh draws you back. So your soul is not conscious of what is happening. But your spirit is conscious. But your spirit cannot pass the message to your soul. 
So that is why at times it takes a very long time of concentration for what is in your spirit to break into your soul and break into your body. Every one of you listening to me here, you are capable of giving out prophecy in your personal prayer when you are praying. But you don't get there many times when you pray. Your flesh hinders you. You don't need anybody to tell you what God is. Everyone here, you might not be able to tell the future of somebody beside you, but you can prophesy what will happen in 24 hours, 78, 78 hours, 6 months about your life. And it will be an accurate prophecy. You can speak and warn yourself about what you should be careful of. You can pray to the point and prophesy that you know who you should avoid. But many times we don't get in the place of prayer because it's not done in 20 minutes. The gentleman said, as you are praying, you are tapping your phone. Wale, I am praying. Call me back. Then you drop back. Hey, Father, as we're saying. <laughs> and they are warning them that. God is saying to Michael, is he talking to me? <laughs> Hallelujah. When you want to pray, you lay your phone aside. The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and sin. That easily be said. There are sins and there are weights. Some things are not necessarily sin, but they are weights. They weigh you down. They make your spirit very weak. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Amen. Do you know there are those who have they have looked at their phone inside service now? You have started worshiping your phone. If you cannot sit down to hear a message for 20, 30 minutes without looking at your phone, your phone has become the Lord of your life. And you need to say, Phone, I serve you no more. When you come to worship God, switch off your phone, pocket it. Are you following what I'm saying? You will think it's a small thing. It's, remember, you can easily grieve the Holy Spirit if certain things. That's what Paul says. He said, quench not the Spirit. Not that it leaves you, but you, you just make him just withdraw, sort of keep quiet on you. I get what I'm saying. So it's a warning. In New Testament, quench not the Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. How many Christians do that? You have, there are others are worshiping. You are trying to quickly send a WhatsApp message. That kind of WhatsApp message cannot give you a miracle. So later you are praying, Lord, move. I say, I should move. Even when you were standing before me in worship, you were still trying to do it yourself, communicating. I want to tell. Any message that comes to you during worship, you don't need it. So if you have a car, leave your phone in the car. If you put it in your bag, switch it off. When you are, as you are coming to switch off your phone, that one, one hour, 30 minutes, no distraction, later switch it on. Thou shall not die. I guarantee you. You know, we've almost forgotten how it looked like that some of us once lived without phone. Especially the older ones that were here. There was time, I mean, it was a terrible moment. Really, you will go to Ibadan to see your uncle. You will get to Ibadan, the uncle just left for your hometown. You are here. Oh, those days. But somehow we survived. And we used to meet people who went to check. It must have been God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Everybody say secrets. Say one more time. What I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying. In the wisdom of God. Oh. What eyes have not seen those who love him? In the first service, we read about Solomon. Let's read again. Solomon loved the Lord. First King 3 3. First King chapter 3, verse 3. Solomon loved the Lord. And the Bible says, you know, we will come back to Job in a while. But look at all the things I read. Now, the Bible says that Job was the greatest man in the East. According to Bible scholar, Job existed before Abraham. 
So an ancient story that was embedded in the middle of the Bible. But one thing about Job, in the community it was it was not the king, but they feared him more than the king. In our time, there is rising individuals. You are not a pastor. You are not a governor. Yet the city cannot breathe without you. You might even be just a janitor in a particular place. Do you know that there are drivers that the boss honors more than the deputy manager in the office? I'll be no. Some stewards, some maids have access to some secrets. The boss can trust them with some secret that he cannot tell his associates. Hope you know. And there are drivers who know where a guy goes to that madame must not know. And the treatment is not the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm saying that there are servants who are friends with kings. I remember this woman came to invest in Badon and they, they didn't pick her daughter. Somehow they play politics on her. She got to something in Jamba and her name was not on the list and everything. The mother was disturbed. She came and she didn't know any lecturer. She stood at the back of the department in tears. But you see, when she was going up, she greeted, there was a woman with bucket. She was scrubbing the floor. She greeted the lady very well. And one lady was coming out with the bucket and broom. Looked at her and said, Mother, what's the problem? He said, My daughter, I don't have money. I don't know anybody. They didn't pick her, but she got over 200. Just said, Follow me. She walked straight to the HOD of that department without knocking. And they just said, Mama, so, so you are welcome. He said, hey, hey, Please, ma. He said, This woman, she's my auntie. Her daughter was not picked. HOD said that if it is you, don't worry. Go and continue your job. Leave them to me. I guarantee you they will. And they were, the, guy, the girl was admitted. A cleaner. But she had a wonderful relationship with the HOD, even though she was a cleaner. That she could tell the HOD that you have to pick this. And say, if it's from you, don't worry. The girl is admitted. The same HOD will say no to other lecturers who will bring people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is somebody getting what I'm saying today? Here is we are thousand. I'm going to stop now. Actually, I did not prepare. I didn't plan to preach for long today. So all the leaders went on a retreat. That was the testimony she shared. We've been on retreat, so we came back this morning. So we left the retreat center at 5:30 a.m. this morning. So I can see many of them struggling to be awake. Because we had nine sessions. And then we still left. Now, for us to, we left, we drove out of the play 5.30. That means some people were dressed up and standing as early as 4.15, 4.30. And they are here this morning. All, all the leaders are here. So that's why, um, yeah, you can clap for them. They are wonderful people. Amen. Are you, are you following me? So, but I, I, but not even because of that. I'm just, I, I nowadays I'm seeking for, Going on a particular direction and not trying to say many things. So this is just another introduction. That there are secrets. And that when they're operating in your life, somehow your results and the occurrences of your life will be different. So that was what happened to Job. So when he started falling, he began to remind people that, see, something was working with me. He said there was a candle shining upon my head. If you wanted to invest money, Job would look. He was not a prophet. But he would know that this investment will work and this one will not work. I just want, I want to show you that under New Testament, that ability is in every Christian, but we hardly use it. Oh, may your eyes be open to the blessing of praying in tongues. Because when you pray in unknown tongues, the Bible says that you speak mysteries. That mystery is that you begin to speak secrets. 
And what is being unveiled to your spirit man when you are praying is that you are seeing what ordinary eyes cannot see. There are two keys to it. The first one is to be somebody who loves God. That means you must be passionate about God. Otherwise, there are curtains that God will never part for you. They seek, all the secret things, they belong to him. The secret things of prosperity. The secret of success in Lagos. Even in the office where you are, quit struggling. There is a way to the top. It is not what people have said. Once one, two, three people have explored the way, it has ceased to become a secret. There is a pattern that is for you and the feet too. Remember, God knows you the way nobody does. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because what is a law to somebody is not a law to someone else. What is a law to somebody is not a law to someone else. Lot was told, get out and don't look back. Because Lot was greedy, there was an attachment between himself and Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember how the whole story started? Because that's how you understand that God does not use the same standard for everybody. Listen. Our God is partial. Angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. Hail Mary, you shall have a son. Mary said that, how can this be? I don't even know a man. He said, the power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The same angel Gabriel appeared to Zachariah, and he said that you shall have a son. Zachariah said, I am old. How shall this be? He said, you shall be dumb. <laughs> the same angel, the same reaction, they both asked the same question. One was judged, but nothing happened to Mary. Everybody say, double standard. Are you with me? Ananias and Sapphira told the land they died on top of their own money. Sarah lied. Now, Ananias and Sapphira, God was in heaven and they died there. In, in the case of Sarah, God came down to their house and God spoke and Sarah was laughing behind the veil. I said that, hey, hey. He said, it must have been Panayam and Bushmeat. Bushmeat I gave this man. He has only eaten bush meat. He's talking trash. Because God said that by this time, I said that we have a son. I said that I laughing. He said that. Is that yet so sweet? Let's get us forgotten that I am 90 years old. But because it was God, she didn't laugh loud. God heard. And God said to Abraham, why did she laugh? I said, I said ah, me? Eh, me? I, I did not laugh. In fact, she swore by all along. <laughs> and God was there. God. And God said, boy, you laughed. Then she kept quiet. But nothing extra followed. But look at what she said. The Bible says she did not laugh. She said that, shall someone like me at my age give birth? But was that not the same thing that that guy said at the gate of Samaria? That even if God will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And Elisha said that, you will see it. But your mouth. <laughs> Prophecy is very powerful. As soon as the food came, he was the one the king appointed. I'm sure if he happened to be a Nigerian, he would have sent enough home. So he was standing at the gate. But the people were too hungry. You know, an hungry man is an angry man. He was saying, order, order. That order killed him. He said, order, we, we have not seen food for how many months? We are talking about that. They trampled upon the guy. But both the guy and Mary doubted what God said. If a Mary so was more serious, the guy, it was a prophet that spoke. Mary, it was God directs. That she, she doubted. But one died. One was not even punished at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
when you compare as a natural man, the sin of Saul versus the sin of David, they are false sin. Who was more guilty? Samuel told Saul that I will come in seven days. Don't offer the sacrifice. Samuel did not come on the seventh day. Saul waited till the appointed time. And then he offered the sacrifice himself. As soon as he finished, Samuel appeared. And he said, God has taken the kingdom away from you. David saw a beautiful lady. Slept with the lady. Arranged for the husband to be killed. And God just punished him. But he did not withdraw the kingdom from him. So I have found out. When God likes you, he likes you. But blessed be the name of the Lord. In Christ Jesus, he loves all of us. Aren't you glad? This is why when we get to heaven, none of us can prove a point to God in heaven. A guy used to have a very terrible loss in his heart, and he had the revelation of heaven. When he saw Jesus on the earth, he started trying to adjust his thought, and Jesus told him, no, we knew you before we brought you here. Isn't that wonderful? If nothing changes a man other than the love of God, it's not that God is saying, go and do something wrong, because no. But when you understand that, number one, in spite of all your faults and flaws, he loves you. When you respond back in love, those flaws will disappear. Glory to God. We don't overcome sin by struggling. We overcome sin by understanding the love of God. That while we're yet sinners, God died for us. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. He has accepted me as I was. And now his love has been changing me since then. So I am not what I used to be. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. It's, am it's amazing. Are you following me? So, there are rules. And that's what I want to end it. And they don't, they don't go. God, it doesn't deal with everybody the same way. So, Lord, Abraham said that when the X-Men were fighting, X-Men have been fighting since. I told you. It's as old as Bible. The Bible said that the X-Men of Abraham and the X-Men of Lot. One day I read, I started laughing. I said, no, for X-Men. No. <laughs> you know, X-Men of Abraham and X-Men of Lot started. And Abraham called Lord. He said, don't let there be fights. He said, choose anywhere. The Bible says, Lord looked. Ah! He saw Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked like lucky gardens. VGC. Which one? Which, which is the finest estate now? Banana Island. He saw it. He said, wow. A Koipa view. This is what he said, this is where I want. Waterfront. Ah, ah. And Abraham said, no problem. Heaven is not a physical place. Heaven is where Jesus is. What makes heaven heaven is Jesus is the light of heaven. It is the presence of God that illuminates the place and gives beauty to the place. Not that the place is beautiful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So Abraham was the man with the secret of God. Lot did not even know why those cattle were multiplying. Listen to me. Success, prosperity, grace, to live in health all your life, they are not product of, they, it cannot happen accidentally. Something must be revealed to you. I get what I'm saying. Yes, and sincerely, those who don't know what to know, we get angry because they will attempt to result and it cannot happen. Moses saw something before he could stretch his rod and see we part. You take the same rod and stretch it. Egyptian will meet you there. <laughs> I, I get what I'm saying. <laughs> you will start like that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Pharaoh said, I come, bring your head over there. It, it doesn't just part. Something happened between him and God to that rod. Are you following me? There must be a revelation. When you see a marriage thriving, they are not lucky people. 
So you see, if you marry my wife, you will understand. No. If his wife marries you also, you will understand. There are some things. They are, they are revealed. So when God saw that about Lot, shortly after I moved to Sodom and Gomorrah, he became a pauper and Abraham multiplied in wealth. He should have asked the uncle, what do you know that I don't know? And Abraham multiplied the wealth. And then Lot was like, wow. It was Abraham that went to rescue him from where he was captured. Still, he did not apologize. He did not beg and he did not humble himself. Abraham came to set him free from the kingdom. So those who captured him and Mechizedek blessed Abraham. Genesis chapter 14. Lot was rescued. Genesis chapter 14. Mechizedek blessed Abraham. Genesis 15. Lot was not with Abraham again. He went again. Thinking that he was just unlucky to have encountered the battle. So when the angel came to rescue him, and the angel came because of Abraham, Genesis 18 to 19, Genesis was, Abraham was the one begging them that, when he started bargaining with God, that if you see 40 righteous people in that city, will you spare the city? God said, yes, if I see 40. Abraham said, Emma be no. I just want to ask one more. That shows how simple our God is. Abraham said, okay, what about if you find 30? God said, for 30, if I see 30 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I will spare the city. Abraham said, sir, one more. This is last, last, last time. Last chance. What about 20? God said, if I see 20, I will spare the city. As God was going, he said, okay, see, just accept that I'm taking it for granted. I'm talking to God. He said, what about 10? God said, what Abraham wanted to say? He didn't know how to say that. Sir, I get one cousin, one naughty cousin for Sodom and Gomorrah. Now one man. But I don't know whether the weight of their sin, you will spare, one, spare the city because of one man. He should have just said it straight. Well, you know what? God knew what he wanted to say. And God didn't say anything. God is wonderful. But he told the angel that before you deal with the city, I know I cannot face Abraham to tell him that I have destroyed this cousin. He says, so get Lot out. He's a rascal, but get him out. So because of his attachment for the things of the world, he was told that don't look back. Many times, when God wants to do something big in your life, he gives an instruction that you must not violate. Now, that instruction might not be for other people. Are you getting what I'm saying? I told you before of a guy. The reason why he's so much in wealth, he's one of the greatest out, uh, uh, developers in Lagos right now. I mean, this guy is a billionaire right now. And he started as a young, and he's still a young guy. I mean, they were the ones, some of the lads around Lekki and so that they, they would develop and they would sell houses. Say one day was, and he heard God telling him that, after they would build 50 houses, 100, that every night, once you get to number nine, number 10 house, you must give it, and it was specific. To a widow whose husband left, or the husband is dead, or the husband walked away on them, and she's with the children, she's broke. Give her the duplex, the tenth one. That a tithe of every duplex you must do that with. And he said, God told him that let Nigeria enter recession, depression, whatever session, that your business will never. Is other people that are buying do this for you now, paying him with dollars. Because as long as night and day, covenant will never break. If you don't break your pact. So one of the questions you ask yourself that, have you ever asked God what is peculiar? What, where you are unique? Where you are different from other people? When they gave out to Samson, they told him that wine must not touch his mouth. He must not shave his head. But there were other mighty men in the Bible that shaved their head. But for the peculiarity of his own calling, he was told that don't shave. Several people shaved. It was not a more drunk, God drunk. It was not a principle for them. So, where I want to stop today is that the same 
to show that it was not about looking towards personal instruction, Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Lot could not even rescue her. If he had turned to rescue her, it would be a second pillar of salt. So he just left her. He just did like this, my dear. It's <laughs> a big salt. If he wanted to go steal that night, make steal, they will have sufficient salt. So he just said to himself, so I don't become salt also. Maybe I will become sugar. Because they were not told what would happen. He should have looked back at her and they said, we have salt and sugar. <laughs> but the guy moved. He was wise enough. What were they told? Don't look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't look back. Don't look at Sodom and Gomorrah. But go and read. Abraham woke up early in the morning and he climbed the mountain and he was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah burning and he did not turn to anything because he was not told. Did you get that? All of us are believers, but there are rules. They are not laws. They are personal things between you and God. They are not sin. They go with other, but God will say that for you, because of where I'm taking you to, you cannot do this. Are you, telling, are you, are you getting me? Now, when you start receiving those instructions, it will, you will see how different, you, your life will assume another dimension. I want to give all of you an assignment. Spend time during the week and pray. Ask God that what is different about you. You can't live like other people. All of us pray, all of us fast, all of us follow after God and everything. But is that all you know? There are many things that there's nothing wrong with. And I, can, I remember when I was in school, how, how the, the Lord told a friend. I don't know, I think that he used to force it very often. But inside himself, he had serious issues with loss. And he was praying one day, just heard that, don't argue your possessions again. Now there's nothing wrong with arguing. But all of, I mean, he was told that. And the moment, so if you are a lady, it will shake you. The moment he stopped till date, not a single edict again. That's why you hear people telling you that seven years have come and gone, not even edict. Those are not ordinary faith level. Something must be revealed to you. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. And we need, we need, to, we need to trust God to walk in this realm. The Spirit of God has been trying to tell you something. That he wants to tell just you. And it changes the dynamics of your life forever when you get to here. But we are not. Hallelujah. If you say you want to get married, have you asked God the pattern that your own marriage would take? You have to know something beyond what others know about yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. Amen. You know, when we, I want to, when we're talking and we're talking about um, yes, one of the sessions at the retreat, we're just talking about some, some decision led to some things. And I just realized that, you know, I have never needed help in my life. Because I've always had people living with me. Honestly speaking, my children will say something. I'll be like, who taught you that? All the things they know, they were taught by the people living with them. You saw my last bed where my daughter was playing keyboard. I had no idea. She had never played before. I didn't know that there was even a keyboard in the house. People were up there with their assignments. And sincerely speaking, they always finish either second best or the best in their classes. I did not even know someone that put my son's picture when the school awarded him and gave him a badge. They laughed. I didn't know. But you know what? I have never sat down with them one day to teach them one thing in terms of their schoolwork. 
there are other people, other ladies with us in the house who have told them all these things. Christopher will just say that, you know, that I can do this, I can say, who taught you? The day, the first time my son read to me, I was shocked. I didn't know that I started reading. I was holding something and he said it. I almost, <laughs> I thought it was by the spirit, a kind of inspiration. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I said, you can read? He said, yes. And then I saw that now he can write. I, I mean, I, I had no input. Some other people did it. And I bless God for those people. When they marry and they live forever, they made, I can't forget them. It looked like I was the one helping them to say they should and live with me. But now they are the ones helping. Praise the Lord. So if you are a woman, uh, you are a woman. Sincerely. All of you that are not yet married or you are just married, you don't have it. I'm telling you the truth. Many women enter depression after giving birth. Because it can choke you. Especially if you have a very demanding work. You go to work in the morning, you come back very late, and you have to handle. I know children, their timetable is different from yours. And they don't send you. When you are tired and you want to sleep, might be when they want to play. Especially babies. A baby can make you do vigil compulsorily. They will not stop crying until you carry them and start dancing. All mothers understand that. And when you are done, they keep quiet. As soon as you think he's sleeping, and you try to lay him down, he will start again. I have seen a woman before with the two hands beat the child. Cry, cry, and sleep. <laughs> because she was frustrated. And then I started taking it on her husband. Who will sit down in the room and be watching premiership? <laughs> Even with watching replay, that the match they play in the morning, watching replay in the evening. Say, see the go, see that go. <laughs> and she was frustrated. She was. And I've heard this evening about, Saturday, about some of our ladies in the church. After giving myself the second half, you have two kids. They are running around and they are running your head around. You are. You don't know what to do. You come back from work, you are tired. Now, from the office, they are giving you projects to do at home. And as you are trying to do it, they are, they, they are all over. Dirty, you are washing their clothes. You have to take... And then your husband is there, adding to the problem by saying things you don't want to hear. I've heard of many of our sisters who ended up crying. Now, thank God the home is wonderful now, but they can't say, but I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> a few men spoke words of strength that, dear, I love you. We are together in this. <laughs> Some other men just carried their head. <laughs> they didn't encourage I just sat down, said nothing. If you're a man, please be merciful. Honestly. Say, so why, why are you crying? What can you take? <laughs> when we are planning to have the third one already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, see, to all the ladies, part of your, I'm not saying all situations, one of the things that can help, you should also ask yourself a question. If your husband has younger females who are his friends, juniors, and people that he has helped, do you fight the idea of them coming around? I know that many of the good ladies want to come around Let's say you are 30, they are 21, 22. Maybe they just left school. They are here to start working. At times, they want to come around. Maybe you, they meet you in church. They are your uni. They want to come around to your house and help you do things. But there is a way you look at them. As if they have come to take your husband. So because they are wise people, wisdom tells them to stay off. Number one, don't you trust the man you are married to? Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.